Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. 2022 was a momentous year for the markets, with war and inflation being the two key words which we thought belonged to distant decades. But they're back. Stock markets were buoyant 12 months ago, but would be hammered by the end of the year as interest rates and the cost of everything jumped. So what can we expect in this new year? Well, who better to find out than Paul Somerville from Sam.ie for a proper preview of the year. Good morning, Paul, and Happy New Year to you. Yeah, good morning, Joe. Happy New Year. I think we're in for very, very big fireworks in 2023 in financial markets after a very volatile 2022. I think um, there's a very famous and uh, funny football commentary. I think it's way back from 1981. Your listeners probably know about it. And uh, it's a a Norwegian guy and he's talking to the UK and he's uh, coined the phrase, your boys took one hell of a beating. And it's absolutely hilarious because it sums up 2022 for investors who came into the uh, year optimistic or weren't prepared for what was going on. Because basically what happened was every speculative bubble started deflating in 2022. Many of them had started deflating in 2021, but in 2022, they really got hit. So you take all the acronyms like SPACs, crypto, NFTs, ESG, EVs, you know, all these electric vehicles, the Nasdaq, bonds, fangs all got absolutely whacked in 2022 as this speculative bubble deflates. I know. Now many people- and we, we will break down some of those acronyms uh, and uh, deal with the companies in due course. But let's start with the big macroeconomic picture. I said war and inflation were the two key issues of 2022. They came to dominate, um, at least for Europe at least, what went on on a macroeconomic potential. Well, again, I'd slightly disagree with you there because this is all about a a misallocation of resources, an epic misallocation of resources by central banks over many years. Inflation was already roaring before the war started in 2022. Many people are blaming Putin. Many people are blaming interest rates and inflation. But yes, it all started with a misallocation of resources. And now we're just coming back to more realistic prices. But you're right. Inflation absolutely boomed in the in the middle of 2022 particularly and we covered maybe in October and early November how inflation had already peaked even though it hadn't come through the numbers now it's coming through the numbers pretty rapidly and we'd expect inflation to fall quite rapidly in the first three months of 2023 but most investors are suggesting that that will make the Fed pivot and that this will be a good news story for for stocks I disagree totally with that I think the Fed will uh, have problems pivoting it's going to take them a bit longer but yes in Inflation will not be as much as a problem in 2023 as 2022, but growth is going to be the problem for for next year. Yes. And central banks decided, some might say belatedly, to step in. The Fed got in first, then the UK central bank, the Bank of England, but the ECB was very late to the party to tighten uh, interest rates. Yeah, don't forget, at the start of 2022, we had the, the geniuses at the ECB telling us that inflation was transitory and they wouldn't be putting up interest rates at all. What are they saying this year? They're saying, oh, we're going to have a recession in the EU. We're putting up interest rates anyway. And they're going to have big problems there because they're putting up interest rates into a very, very weakening economy. The market perceives that, they yes, they will put up interest rates somewhat, but then they're going to have to stop pretty rapidly in the middle of 2023. Again, for the Fed, pretty similar. The Fed has been putting up interest rates very, very aggressively but the market is pricing in rate cuts by the end of 2023. So what they're suggesting, so what the market is suggesting is 
Fed will put up interest rates maybe on the 1st of February is the first meeting. Then they might put up interest rates one more time. But by the end of the year, they're going to be cutting interest rates because the global economy will be slowing. Now, for me, I disagree with that. I think the Fed is going to actually have to hold rates where they are for most of the year. And maybe at the very end of the year, once the employment picture deteriorates rapidly in the USA, then they might start cutting rates. They need an excuse, basically. It's interesting because there, a lot of people point back to the chairmanship of Paul Falker at the very start of the 1980s. He hiked up interest rates to kill off inflation and he ended up really damaging the US economy. Um, it looks as if the Federal Reserve now in 2023 is a lot more cognizant of that, but I'm not sure the ECB, which is a far younger central bank, is as aware of that risk. Yeah, well, the ECB is basically just following the Fed. You know, they have no original ideas of their own. They were just crossing their fingers and hoping for the best, basically, for the last two years. I think the mismanagement by the ECB is absolutely extraordinary of the of the European economy for the last two years. But if you go back to the 80s, yes, you're right. They did have to raise interest rates very, very rapidly. But don't forget in the 70s and in the early 80s, the Federal Reserve made a big mistake. They stopped raising interest rates and started cutting interest rates in the middle of those inflationary cycles. And that's what a lot of people in the markets are suggesting they're going to do again. So basically what they're going to do is do a U-turn sometime in 2023, start cutting interest rates, but then they're going to exasperate the problem. And maybe that's even a more of a problem for 2024 because you could see inflation reignite once more if they basically start cutting too soon. Now, you're very critical of the ECB. Is that because it has to pander to 20 different governments and the needs of 20 different governments or that it's a young central bank with not enough kind of miles on the clock yet? Or why do you think, or is it just downright incompetence at the top? Well, their analysis has been unbelievably poor. I mean, to to come out and suggest that, for an example, inflation is transitory when they'd no reason or no, you know, to say something like that. Then obviously to come out and say that they definitely will not put up interest rates in 2022. I mean, they're just absolutely walking blind at the moment. So they've changed their focus and they've changed their analysis completely in basically in nine months or so. And now they're coming in. For an example, you know, Miss Lagarde just made a statement this week to say that she thinks the, the recession in the EU will be mild. Now, for an example, Six months ago, she said there's no chance of having a recession in the EU. Now she says it's mild. I mean, there's no no way well, in three you can months take time, this analysis. She might. You, can, it's you can't take off. this analysis seriously. Yeah, and based on that track record, she could be calling for a very, or she could be predicting a very deep, deep recession um, in, in in three months in the eurozone. Let's wait and see. Stay with us, Paul, uh, and we'll come back and talk about how 2022 was and 23 will be for Irish and some big international companies. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk. Irish companies, um, let's start with the banks. They had another notable 2022. Yeah, I think the Irish banks did uh, very well in 2022 and some of the European banks we'd expect to do okay in 2023. And that's really because in a rising interest rate environment, they usually can do okay and they can pass that on to consumers. So we would expect banks, basically what you, how you have to look at 2022 is a lot of the old economy stocks did very well when some of the very highly valued type of FANG type stocks did very, very poorly. I mean, if you take, for an example, in the USA, the NASDAQ was down 33%. And within that, you know, you've got big stocks like Google down 40%. Even though Google's reports all the way during the year were pretty good, you've got Amazon down 50%, Microsoft down 29%. And again, it's 
it's only because they came into 2022 very highly valued. But some of the other stocks like Caterpillar, McDonald's, and as you say, the Irish banks, they did okay because they were very lowly valued at the start and they held in quite well. And that was the same with some of the European stocks. Some of the pharmaceutical stocks did well. And we would expect that to continue in 2022. Investors have got to look for sort of niche areas where they are not very overvalued because when you have interest rates rising with very highly valued stocks, that is a recipe for disaster for their share prices. You know, you take a stock like Tesla, you know, our old favorite uh, Elon Musk, you know, the 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 uh, sort of religious cult that follows Tesla, you know, as their share price, has, you know, the share price has fallen 70 percent this year. And that, again, is just because the stock is so overvalued. You know, they came out with uh, their uh, deliveries yesterday, not too bad at, at, at all, but yet the share price is down 70 percent. And again, it's just a very good example of a very overvalued stock in an environment where interest rates are rising, an absolute recipe for investor disaster. Now, do you think defence companies, which did so well on the back of the war in Ukraine, because a lot of co- countries are going to start investing a lot more in defence, especially countries like Germany, do you think they will continue to do okay this year? Well, obviously, that's, that t- type of analysis is already priced into the marketplace. So, you know, it would depend on what happened in the war. But again, what you're looking at, defensive companies, not defence companies, but defence of type of companies that can pass on margins in uh, when in, uh, inflation is high companies that are able to pass on those margins very very large companies that don't have much debt will probably do okay but companies that are highly indebted or highly leveraged or highly valued we would expect to suffer in 2023 just as they did in 2022 well we hope to hear from you a lot more paul throughout the year and and we appreciate your guidance at the start of the year that's paul somerville there from sam.ie bringing to a close the first breakfast business program of the year don't forget you can email us business at newstalk.com